and welcome to today's Bible broadcast episode. This is Brother Landon, and uh, I am so thankful that you've taken time to join us today as we continue in our study of the book of Mark. I do want to say today on this Monday that we had a wonderful day in the house of the Lord yesterday here at Collinsville Baptist Church. And we uh, encourage you, if you don't have a church home and you live nearby, we'd love to see you and uh, we'd be excited to meet you. But today we're going to be continuing here in our study of the book of Mark. Uh, We're going to be looking at verses 12 and 13 today, verses 12 and 13, but we're also going to be looking at another passage that is a parallel passage to this account that Mark gives us. We'll be looking at Matthew chapter number four, and so uh, we'll be flipping back and forth there here in a moment. But Mark chapter number one, verse 12 says, and immediately the spirit driveth him into the wilderness, and he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan and was with the wild beast, and the angels ministered unto him. Now here, of course, we have just come off of the baptism of Jesus Christ. We met John the Baptist, and now we see that the Holy Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness for him uh, to be tempted. Jesus would be tempted here in the wilderness. He'd be tempted of Satan, and he'd be tempted for 40 days. Now, I want you to take your Bible and go with me to Matthew chapter number four. We're going to read this account uh, that Matthew gives us of this temptation of Jesus Christ. And I want to give you some some things from this. But notice here, then was Jesus, uh, here in Matthew chapter four, verse one, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. Now, that word hungered there, of course, it means that he was hungry. I imagine that if you didn't eat for 40 days and 40 nights, you also would be hungry. But this here shows us Jesus's humanity. Now, we know that Jesus was 100% God, but at the same time, he was 100% man. And here in this verse, we see that Jesus, he hungered. He, He hungered like a man. He felt sorrow like a man when we find in uh, John chapter number 10 or 11, where Jesus says he's the resurrection of the life. And then John eleven thirty five, he says, Jesus wept. So we see that Jesus, he had the feelings of a man. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as are we, yet without sin. Jesus was a man. He was a man. He was God. He was, uh, he was a man that hungered. He was a man that had human emotions and had human uh, needs. But we see here in verse 3, And when the tempter, that's Satan, came to him, he said, Notice the first temptation that Satan offered to Jesus. If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now notice Jesus' response to this. Verse 4, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We see here the very first temptation was a temptation for the lust of the flesh. The book of James tells us, uh, or I believe it's 1 John, I'm sorry, tells us that there is the world is made up of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. We find that there in 1 John chapter number 2. But something interesting that we find is that Satan here is tempting Jesus the same way that he has tempted each and every person from the beginning of human of humanity. He tempts Jesus with the lust of the flesh. Jesus was hungry. 
And he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Satan knew that God could do it. Jesus knew that God could do it. Jesus knew that he could do it. But notice his response. It is written, he combats temptation with the word of God. We'll see that as a running theme. And friend, I do want to make mention here that it is not a sin to be tempted. It is a sin to give in to that temptation. The Bible records for us, David, when he walked out onto the... uh, to his uh, sunroof there, or to his, on his roof, and he looked and he saw Bathsheba bathing. That temptation was not a sin, but what was the sin was when he sent for her. And so we notice here that, G, that Satan had tempted Jesus. He said, command that these stones be made bread. This is the lust of the flesh. But Jesus responds saying, in the word of God, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. What's more important than our bread? It is the word of God. Job tells us, he says that he desired the word of God more than his very food. I wonder how many of us, the very first thing that we do in the morning is we go and we find something for breakfast or we get our coffee. Can I tell you that the word of God should be such a priority in our life that we must have that before we have any sort of physical food. But we see here that Jesus, he responds to this first temptation of the lust of the flesh by using the word of God. And he says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Of course, the cross-reference to this verse we find in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. That's what Jesus was referencing here. But then we come to verse 5 where he says, Then the devil taketh him up into into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Here in verse number five, Jesus and or Satan took Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple. And uh, I have been to the Temple Mount, and it is a beautiful place beautiful place. Of course, the uh, Muslims have taken over this part of the Temple Mount, of course. Um, but one day the Holy Spirit and God, or Jesus Christ will return and he will reclaim his throne there. And what a glorious day that will be. And we'll get to come with him. But we see here in verse five that the devil took him to the holy city and put him on the pinnacle of the temple. Now the pinnacle of the temple, of course, the temple has four sides. It's a rectangular shape. And where I believe, this is just land of theology, I believe that it would have been on the southeastern pinnacle because that would have, prob- that would have been about the, the furthest way down into the Kidron Valley there up against the Mount of Olives. But of course, that's just speculation on my part. But we see that Satan, he took him to, the, to Jerusalem, to the holy city, and put him on the pinnacle of the temple. He said unto them, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. Satan says, If you're God, go ahead and jump off. Why? why? Why would Satan use this as a temptation? Well, because Satan knows his Bible. You know, Satan knows the Word of God a lot better than you and I know the Word of God. He can twist and turn any verse, any passage, and allow us to make in our minds, oh, well, we're right to do this sin. But we see that Satan, he references the Word of God. He shall give his angels charge concerning this. We, see, we find some reference here to Hebrews chapter 1. Uh, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. We find that in Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12. Satan was quoting to Jesus the word of God, but he was using it out of context. And we see Jesus' response. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, 
Hey, when Satan comes tempting you, it's all right to say, hey, the Bible says this, Satan. Hey, the Bible says it. It's okay to say it over and over again to remind him what the Bible says. It is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. That was a very clear command the word of God gives. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. We find that in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 16. Then we come to verse 8. Again, the devil takes them up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth them all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Now, in verses, in the first uh, temptation, we found the lust of the flesh. In the, the one we just covered, we found the lust of the eyes. But now we see the pride of life. The pride of life. We see that Satan tempts Jesus. He says, Look, all these kingdoms can be yours if you'll just bow down and worship me. If you'll just sell your soul to me. All these kingdoms will be yours. But you know, I don't think that Satan realized, although I think he did, but I don't know if Satan, it registered to Satan that God didn't need to bow down and worship him in order to get access to the world. It was already his. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he owns the hills also. Not only that, but Satan, he is the God of this world for this time. All the While Christians here living on this world during this church age, Satan is the god of this world. He's going to and fro. He has free rule and reign for the most part on this earth. But one day, Jesus Christ is going to come. He's going to defeat Satan. And we're going to find that Jesus, he didn't need to bow down and worship Satan in order to gain the kingdoms of the world. Because God, he already owned them. They were already his. But we see verse 10, Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Now we see here, as we've studied the book of Mark here, verses 12 and 13, and used a parallel passage here in Mark chapter 4, we've looked at the temptation of Jesus Christ. I want you to notice a couple things here in closing that the Word of God is enough to keep us from sin. The Word of God is enough to keep us from sin. When Satan comes tempting you, you can say, For it is written, Satan, I'm not going to do that because my Bible tells me I ought not to do that. We see that the way to go to get against temptation, to guard against temptation, is to use the Word of God. Another principle that I want to give you here as we as we finish is, aren't you thankful? I've mentioned the verse before, but we see that Jesus was tempted. He overcame it. He used the word of God to overcome it. And now Jesus Christ lives inside of us. And when we're tempted, Jesus can't say, oh, I can't relate to that. No, he says, hey, I'm your high priest. I've been, I can be touched with the feelings of your infirmities. I can be. I was in all points tempted like you are, but I didn't sin, and with my strength and my power, you don't have to either. What a wonderful truth we find in the Word of God today. Well, I pray that today's been a blessing to you. I encourage you to read ahead in the book of Mark. Get a little bit more of the context as we're not able to cover every small detail, 
But what a rich book it is here in the book of Mark. And we look forward to continuing in our series on Wednesday. And I do want to make mention that Thursday morning at 10 o'clock over in our fellowship hall, we will be having a morning Bible study and prayer service. And then Thursday evening at seven o'clock, we'll be having our our, uh, our Bible study and prayer service. And we'd love to have you, love for you to make your plans to be with us. That's this Thursday, January the 18th, 10 and seven. Well, we look forward to being with you again on Wednesday and we look forward to seeing how the Lord uses these lessons in your life. Have a great day.